welcome to Witch Theater. This is Kylie, the Library Witch. This is V, the Chocolate Cake Witch. Yum. Yum. <laughs> Tie your hair up in a red ribbon. Head to the library and remember not to steal any chocolates. This week we are covering the 1996 classic Matilda. Yeah. Woo. Kylie's uh. probably favorite movie growing up, even more than Hocus Pocus. Honestly, almost same. This movie holds up so fucking well. Other than Miss Honey's kind of annoying when you watch it as an adult. Not only that, but like some of the things like my mind goes to dark places when I think about her like inviting Matilda over to her house and but we're not going to go oh, there. Oh yeah, it's no, a wholesome, we're not going there. Wholesome lovely movie. It so. is. Yes, it is. It is based on a real doll book, if you did not know that. The book, I believe, is just called Matilda. He wrote it some is. of my favorite books growing up, such as James and the Giant Peach. I believe he wrote something called I want to say The Twits. <laughs> <laughs> the witches, uh, the witches, B-I-G, Charlie yep. and the Chocolate Factory. Obviously, obviously. Oh, oh my goodness. We could probably cover Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because there is magic, and I mean, it's all magic. I would cover every single one of Roald Dahl's <sighs> works. Love him, love oh. him. So we have Mara Wilson playing Matilda. Side note: she has an incredible memoir that she wrote regarding being a childhood star and then growing up after that that i highly what? recommend um danny devito plays her dad mr wormwood and also he narrates the movie and directs it oh i didn't know he directed it that's fun yeah uh re i think it's just ray right ray perlman it's ria. ria ria damn it ria perlman plays mrs wormwood she is also in real life danny devito's wife yes and beth davitz plays miss honey or Jen- her name is Jennifer Honey, but she's always just called Miss Honey, pretty much. And Pam Ferris plays the terrifying Miss Trunchbull. Or, yeah, Professor. So not Professor, not Professor. Principal Trunchbull. Were you thinking of, like, a Harry Potter villain? Yep. <laughs> she's way grosser than pretty much any Harry Potter. She's so awful. This movie is so... Really, the only magic in it is Matilda's powers. The rest Uh of it is, like, real shit. Actually, Trunchbull was based off of the the cruel headmistress, Lissy Dahl, who was also a producer on the movie and was Roald Dahl's widow. She had a headmistress that was also very creative about her punishments. One time, she brought an ice cream cone to school, and the headmistress found out and made them wait at the school until dawn until the ice cream melted. Holy shit. Wait, yeah, so, so is Lissy is his ex his uh wife's name? His widow, yeah. Oh, well he's the widow, she's the deceased, yeah. Widow. She's the widow. No, he's he the widow. No, I thought the man was a widower. Either way, she's not a widow if she died. No, she didn't die. She was alive. She produced the film. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I'm so confused. So she is so, the widow of Roald Dahl. Correct. Okay, there we go. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Grammar witches always figure it out. <laughs> that is great. I didn't know she was a producer. I didn't get that yeah. far. Yeah. Yeah. I have more trivia about Lissy. Oh, that's fun. We'll get there in a minute. Do you want to start? Yeah. I'm so ready to get... Th- I'm so ready to talk about Matilda. Oh, my God. Uh, which, by the way, is in my list of child names. It's a pretty cute name. By the way, the song that I was singing last episode, Waltzing Matilda, is like this Australian song. 
Like it was not in the movie, but like wait on the way. That one is the one I think of. On the way. That one. I know. That song Wake Me Up When That one. Rusted Root. Oh my god. Like I didn't hear that song for years. And then like I heard it on a random playlist, not Spotify, but Pandora. And I was just like, it's the Matilda song. It's definitely the Matilda song. So good. I'll sing it myself if I have to. (laughs) (laughs) On the way. But Patrick, um, Patrick and I literally run around the house like randomly singing that some days. It's just like it just oh, randomly when gets... she discovers her powers, it's oh 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 okay. Ugh. So we start off with um, the narrator speaking, and they discuss children being born, and they show Matilda as a itty bitty baby, although not baby enough to be a newborn. That kid is like three months old. But they never have on. like newborn newborns um, in like movies. They've gotten better and better about. Because now what they'll do is, like, cast preemies. <gasps> well, like, say a baby's three months old, but he looks like a newborn because he was preemie. I don't like that. I do. If the parents are into it, I don't care. That's fine, I guess. I don't as know. Long, like... They're not released from the hospital unless they're completely fine. They're That's just, true. They're just smaller than their counterparts, so it doesn't look like a three-month-old baby is coming home from the hospital. The weird part is when they cover it in the goo. I was just going to say that when they put them in the goo, like, that's yeah. not pleasant. No, it can't be fun for the baby. Hopefully they warm it up. Anyway, so this is, off to a, <laughs> this is off to a very weird start. So it starts off with Matilda being born. Mr. Wormwood, I might just call him Danny DeVito, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I hate saying Mr. Wormwood and Mrs. Wormwood all the time. So the dad is complaining about the price of having Matilda. Like, the price of the... Which isn't what happens in hospitals, guys. They don't charge you for soap, but whatever. I did my uh, research on this, though. What What did you look up? Because because he said it cost $5,000 to have a kid, and this is 1996, and I looked it oh, up. Oh, it's and so it's, much more now. It's about thirty grand to have a kid now. Yeah, yeah. It was not even five grand then, I bet. That was pro- they probably just picked that number out of wherever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oy vey. Yeah, it's way more than that. Um, So they just stick her in a car seat in the back of the car, not on the seat, in the trunk, in the trunk of the station wagon. And she's, <laughs> she's sliding all over the place. The narrator points out that they are not very nice people. They live in a nice neighborhood and in a very nice house, but they are not very nice people. And I was like, this is very ironic to hear Danny DeVito narrating about his own character, who is not a very nice person. I'm like, the self-awareness that's happening here is great. <laughs> So they leave Matilda in the car, go inside, and then realize they forgot her. That really sets her up for her life. Now, she does have an older brother whose name I did not catch in the last 20 years of my life. I have never known his name. Mikey. Okay. There you go. Took me 28 years to learn that. Uh, Well, okay. 28 minus 4. 24 years. You are so welcome. I was 4 when this movie came out, and I'm pretty sure I saw it. Relatively close to when it came out, because I was obsessed with this movie my whole life. Are you a witch if you weren't obsessed with Matilda when you were a little kid? It was like, like I can recite parts of it. It's bad. So anyway, so she, they, they discussed how Matilda has talents. By the time she was two, she could take care of herself. And this is a nice little montage of her being left alone because her dad has to go to work selling shitty used cars. Her mom has to go play bingo all day, and I guess her brother goes to school. He's significantly can we, older. Can we talk about the fact that he says, she learned to do something most people learn to do in their early th- early 30s, take care of themselves. 
still haven't learned that. I'm 28. <laughs> well, and then he says she developed a sense of style. And I'm like, I, I mean, I just turned 30 and I've really only just now developed my sense of style. She like put her little bow in her hair. Oh. Her bow. Oh, my God. The tiny Matilda, the little four-year-old Matilda is like With the, the curls. Yeah. The, this child's face. And she says, no, thank you. I think I can manage. And I'm like, I want to adopt this child and keep her as a child. And like, she looks good. absolutely nothing like Mara Wilson other than having dark hair. I mean, it's the 90s. Like, casting was just not as good as it is now. I know. But they're they're both precious. They just look nothing alike. I kind of wonder. I might have to look this up real quick and cut this out. I'm literally looking at the actress because I feel like she's the girl in the movie Curly Sue. What's Curly Sue? Oh, my God. A, 1990, <laughs> a 1990s classic. That was 91, so no, it's not the same little girl. Actually, so it's this little girl and her dad who are um, currently experiencing homelessness. Mm. And they move in with, like, this rich woman who, like, takes them in. And then, obviously, eventually they fall in love and whatever. But the little girl is this little, tiny little thing with these big brown eyes and dark hair. She has curly hair, obviously. It's called Curly Sue. Curly Sue. But my mom's best friend and my, like, second mom growing up called me Curly Sue because of my big brown eyes. Aww. I'm like, my hair's straight, Miss Jerry. She's like, I don't care. You're Curly Sue. She still calls. I saw her, like, a year ago. She still calls me Curly Sue. That's adorable. <laughs> it's the, she had the same, she was pale. She got the dark brown eyes, the fluffy little eyebrows. And I always had crazy hair. It wasn't curly, but it was always all over my face and whatever. <laughs> I was, my mom calls me a ragamuffin. Still kind <laughs> a of A Virgo that's honestly. a ragamuffin? I don't get it. <laughs> you don't know what a ragamuffin is? No, I'm being facetious. Okay. I was like, is that a Michigan thing? Like, I, I thought it was just a thing. Anywho, so she makes so there's a nice little montage and she's a teeny tiny little thing. Um she makes pancakes for herself on the like little pot on the little pan. She's making Are you all right? Oh, you're so, playing, saying the song. The I was like, are you having a fucking seizure? What is happening? No, excuse you. <laughs> I just saw your fingers tune. going because there's a slight delay in our feed. You didn't hear me singing the rest of the No, I song. didn't hear the sound. I just saw your fingers moving. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was just providing the cute background music to the cute montage. But yeah. yeah, it's precious. So they're showing her she's about four. It says by the time she was four, she had read every magazine in the house, and she asked her dad for a book. The dad, um, Danny DeVito. Which, by the way, the actual... Daddy DeVito? No, we're not going to call him that, actually. No, ew. No, that sounds creepy. Although, I think he's a great actor, and he seems like a good person. Knock on wood that he stays that way. I Um, mean, it ruined... He's... My opinion of Daddy DeVito has been, like, elevated and also trashed by It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I can't watch that show. Yeah, that show is... I don't find it funny. It's I find it hilarious and hard to watch at the same time because like I'm like Danny DeVito was like such a big part of my childhood and then he's this. Oh, that's not why. I just I've watched probably 10 episodes of that show and I've just never laughed. Oh god. I I just the- don't I don't get it. I just don't. And that's fine. I get like it's one of those things where I can watch it and I'm like, yeah, that could be funny. But it like doesn't outwardly make me laugh. There was an episode we watched in one of my English courses in college, but it's what? the yeah, it's the one where they try out for the NFL football team. 
that one did make me laugh a few times because it was just dumb physical comedy. They do the invincible thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, but anyway, so Danny DeVito is, is in that, yes. But my, what I was gonna say is the actual visual of him, and you said her name's Rhea, right? Yeah. So Rhea and him, who are really married, she's got to be like five ten. She's a tall lady. Or maybe I not. Mean, she's in heels in this movie, but she is significantly taller than him. He's like five foot. I'm pretty sure. Mm, let's look it up. Let's, yeah, let's find up. out. Dun, 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 I'll dun, look up. Dun. You look up Danny. I'll Danny look up DeVito her. is 4'10". He's shorter than me. And Rhea is five, 5'. She's only five foot one. She's the same height as me. Okay, so that's hilarious. But in this movie, they do have her in crazy platform heels the whole time. Yeah. So you can, they, the, like, dynamic of them standing next to each other is absolutely hilarious. Oh, and there's definitely going to be fashion reports about some of Oh, there outfits. better be. There oh, better be. yes. So, by the time she's where, she read every magazine in the house. She asked her dad for a book. The dad says to watch TV because everything you could learn in a book, you can find faster or you can learn faster on TV. So, baby Matilda found the um, found the yellow, book of yellow pages like we used to have in the 90s. Found the public library and walked the 10 blocks to get there. And these shots are the cutest things ever because she Mm. is so itty bitty. (laughs) She's so tiny and precious. Like, for a four year old, even she is small. Like, she's little. Get over how tiny this child is. She's like knee high. Like, she's tiny. Knee high on a grasshopper. (laughs) <laughs> so she goes every day from then on devouring the children's books. When she gets through the children's books, she starts reading the adult books. Uh, the lovely librarian, whose name I did not get, Mrs. Phelps, was it Phelps? Mrs. Phelps. Nailed it. She starts taking books home because Mrs. Phelps, which as a true librarian, because if you guys didn't know, I am a librarian by trade, she would not be able to get a library card. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's four years old. She's four years old. She would need a parent. Although I think if I could see a kindly librarian such as myself making an exception, if this little four-year-old was walking every... Number one, I would call the cops because, like, there's a four-year-old walking every day into the library by herself. Kylie, you are literally the fuck the police witch and you would call the cops in regards to this tiny child. Yes, because... There's got to be a better option. What? I'm just saying there's got to be a better option. I, I would love to find a better option, unfortunately. Even defund though fuck, the police. Defund it and give it to other resources that I could call. That's what I'm saying. That is exactly what... See? I would to love to not have to call the cops, but, they, but, like, who do you call when there's a four-year-old walking ten blocks every day to come read books? Something's yeah. obviously wrong in her home life. If she's being yeah. left alone at home all day to come walk to the library, Jesus Christ. Child child protective services. Which Isn't is, that a thing? Yeah, but you call the cops and they call child protective services. Oh, fuck. No, I there know. should be a I, direct dial unf- for that. Unfortunately, I know I worked in a library. <laughs> Damn. Wow. So that really happened? Oh, yeah. Holy shit. People drop their kids off at libraries all the time and expect us to be their babysitters. <gasps> and if they don't come back, like at the library that I work at, or I did pre-COVID part-time, and I interned there as a librarian, we have this lovely, ha- it's an amazing, incredible library, and the whole first floor is the children's section. And there's a tree house, there's like a princess castle, and like one other, and a sleeping dragon that goes, 
oh all day it's super fun but people think because there's like activities and like computers for kids like there's like tablets for kids that they can just leave the kids all day yikes so if the kid doesn't know their parents phone number the cops get called (gasps) and then the cops locate the parents oh boy they don't hurt anybody (laughs) no i know but like I've had to call the cops two or three times on um, people because, see, the thing is, it's a beautiful library, but it's a low-income area with a gigantic, gigantic homeless population who are, sadly, probably 90% severely mentally ill. And so they're allowed to hang out as long as they want. But if they start causing disturbances, then something has to happen. So if we ask them to leave and they won't leave, then we have to call the cops. Whoa. A guy, oh, this is a nice little anecdote. A guy um, was furiously cleaning one of our bathrooms with homemade things that he pulled out of his backpack. Oh, my. So he had, like, chemicals that we did. It could have been vinegar for all we know, but we have no idea what the fuck he's doing. So we have security, or safety officers as we call them. They are almost all exclusively retired jazz musicians because it is a, (laughs) um, I'd say that area is about 85% black. Retired jazz musicians. Yes. There's, because one of them got the job and then he told like three of his friends, hey, this is a good gig in our retirement. And so then they're all just fucking like, I played the sax, I sang, I did this. And then. They tell their friends, and all of a sudden, every single safety officer is a middle-aged black guy or elderly black guy who just is some of my best friends that I worked with. (laughs) They were the best ones. I'm going to need you to set up jazz night at this library when COVID's over. Oh, they have jazz nights. Oh, my God! Best library ever. It is a great library. Incredible programming. I did a lot of it. It's great. So he was cleaning things and, and talking to himself. Oh, bless. So we sent a safety officer in. His name was Rod. He used to be a principal at a school, and he retired and did this. So he he was he had a, he was a good time. Um, <laughs> so he went in and said, "Hey, bud, you gotta leave." He went and sat down at a computer and wouldn't leave. Started loudly screaming at things, screaming at himself. It was not safe at that point, like for him to be there. He wouldn't talk to us. Finally, we got the cops there. They were absolutely this. I will say this police force. Every interaction I've had with this particular city's police force has been positive. They've always been really nice to our patrons. Well, that's I'm not good. saying every I ACAB. Like, I'm not saying it's great. But I'm just saying, like, I feel somewhat safe calling them that they're not going to harm somebody. Hmm. So they quietly talked to him for probably about 45 minutes before finally he gave he let them take him outside. And he said he could direct them home. And they put him in the back of the cop court and took him, took him home. A happy ending. They might have taken him to the hospital. I don't know. Yeah, he he needed help. Oh, poor buddy. I don't know what the fuck he was using to clean the bathroom. <laughs> wow, he wasn't clean, but damn, that bathroom was when he was done with it. <laughs> anyway, this is why I'm the library witch. <laughs> wow. Anyway, right. back to the back to Matilda. <laughs> Okay, so um, Danny DeVito finds out. I said dad in my notes, but Danny DeVito 
finds out that she is getting library books when she comes home with them. Now she's six. Now she is Mara Wilson, like the actual character Matilda. She's six and a half now. And he's like, how can you read? You're only four. And she's like, dad, I'm six and a half. And he's like, you should be in school if you're six and a half. And she said, I told you last August I should be in school, but, but you didn't send me to school. It turns six in August. So, Kylie, guess what that means? She's either a Virgo or a Leo. Listen, there's no way this child is a Leo. She's there's a Virgo. No, She's me. No... I yes. am. <gasps> Halloween costume. Adult Matilda? Yes. Nice. I've been Wednesday Adams. Why can't I be Matilda? No, I think it's a great idea. I she's just totally, need a red, rib- a red totally ribbon and a cute averted. dress. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, okay, cool. And like some sort of like levitating book on a wire. Oh, well, that would be sense. a lot of work. Otherwise, people all night will be like, who are you? I could also just carry a book and just say I'm Matilda. Yeah, I like it. Oh, most of my costumes are things that people need to ask me. I was Jessica Jones one year. No one knew what I was because I would just wore my own clothes. I was Mrs. Lovett one year, and people had no idea, even though I, like, just waved the rolling pin in their faces. It was covered in flowers. I've never actually seen Sweeney Todd. Shut the fuck up. We should cover that. I'm not sure if we should consider... I guess that's considered a horror. We have so many horror movies backed up. Oof. Sorry, I went to hiccup right as I drank my wine. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you anyway. guys have any cute movie suggestions, hit us up. For real. We did get a lovely suggestion from my friend Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Oh, we'll um, talk about that at the end. Yes, but it's what we're going to cover next week. So we are definitely very open su- to suggestions. We are... Always in flux of what we're going to cover. So just send us what you want. What you want, what you want, what you really, really want. Just tell me what you want. What you want. Okay, I'm in a mood today. We are two minutes into this movie. So <laughs> it does say the voiceover said she wants a friend, but she thinks it might just be something that is in, in books, which made me really Oh, sad. it's so sad. So Danny DeVito is selling used cars. Now, he is selling not just used cars. He is selling shit cars. Like, he's selling cars that he buys that are should go to the junkyard, pasting them back together, and cheating people out of money, basically. Mm-hmm. That's all he's doing. He's not, like, just a car salesman. So, he tells Matilda... Oh, this is before that. I'm sorry. This is right before that. He's getting ready to take them to work with him. So, he tells Matilda that when people are bad, they need to be punished. Now, he doesn't in say, children... He says, people. Mm-hmm. So in that morning, which is in probably one, I remember watching this being little, being like, oh, she's going to get caught. <laughs> it was very, very good scene. She puts bleach in her dad's hair oil, basically. Yes, because her mom bleaches her hair. Because her mom bleaches her hair, she sticks the bleach into her dad's hair oil. So when he comes out of the bathroom, his hair is blonde. Um, so he sticks a hat on his head. They go to work. Um, Whoa, but, fashion report yes go ahead <laughs> i have i have two actually because so like immediately before that when he is scolding matilda in my mind she's always carla because i watched the entirety of cheers which i don't know if i can recommend is Rhea perlman in that yeah she's the waitress i wouldn't know i've never seen cheers yeah i watched cheers because i am obsessed with fraser and i was like i need to see where fraser came from so cheers and i watched the whole thing and Kelsey Grammer isn't even in it for the first two seasons. Good. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? He's like but, trash, though, isn't he? No. 
He's not. I could have sworn oh, wait, he came out as in a real super life. Abu- yeah. Uh, probably. Yeah. He also <laughs> fell had- off a. He fell off of a stage one time, and it was really fucking funny. Yeah, I think that he was famously like. I think he had to go to rehab when he was doing Frasier. I also I think mean- he was abusive, like to his kid or something, like Alec Baldwin style. Like on the phone, there was some voicemail where he was yelling at someone. I'm pulling that out of my ass, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, probably not a great person, but, like, recite Shakespeare, my exact body type, played the Beast in X-Men, and I'm like, oh, boy, I have a hard time with Kelsey Grammer. He's, like, balding. I don't really care. Anyway, that's why I watched Tears. And it was not, I, like I said, I don't know if I can recommend it, but Rhea Perlman, Everybody knows Tears. your name. Da-da-da-da-da-da. No, yes. that was, I know that that is not at all to the beat. That is just the lyrics I know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Kirstie Alley kind of got her start on that show, too. Um, Another nutbag. <laughs> yeah, it's just Hollywood's full of them. Um, I feel like the 90s in Hollywood were just like booze and coke everywhere. Yeah, 90, 80s, 90s, not great. This movie, I mean, like, seemed like it was great. I mean, like, Mara This Wilson's is a kid's mom- movie. Well, yeah, but, like, Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman had Mara over to their house because her mom was in the hospital. and actually Yeah, she away. said they were, like, her parents. Like, they literally yeah. treated her like their kid. Yeah, and I watched an interview with both of them, like, talking about making the movie, and they seemed like they had a lot of fun. Like, it, it just Oh, yeah, really it was cute. It, this um, is a, it's about as wholesome as it gets. Yes, but anyway, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call her If Carla. anyone tries to ruin Matilda for me, I will end your goddamn life. I Harry think- Potter has already been partially ruined, and I'm still not okay. I don't think it's possible to ruin Matilda. Oh, my God. Knock on some wood. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I am uh, a superstitious witch, okay? No, I am, too. I knock on wood all the time. So, I'm just going to call the mom Carla. Her actual character's name is Zinnia Wormwood, which I find it name funny that it's a flower and then Wormwood. All right. So, Carla is, like... Cover like she's got these like ruffly. Why are we calling her Carla? Because that was her character name in Cheers. Can we at least say Rhea? Sure, we can call her. Sorry, I've never seen Cheers. Let's call her by her real name. I I mean, in my head, it's just like Carla. Although I'm pretty sure she's Jewish. Probably Perlman. Probably. Uh, (laughs) She is Jewish, and Devito was raised (laughs) Catholic. Oh damn! Worlds colliding. (laughs) Oh, that happens so much, but yes. No, I know. I know. It's she fine. was born in Coney Island. Wow. How cool is that? That is interesting. All right. Fashion report. Yeah. <laughs> I have two. So she's wearing these like satin red shorts and then a red glittery t-shirt. But this woman. As one does. As one does. This is the 90s. But this woman has glitter all over her chest and a little... <laughs> Red sequin beauty mark on her face. While she's and sleeping, like, isn't this? No, this is bef- this is the day before. I have two of okay. these. Okay, okay. Two in this one instance. So she's got that, and then she's got this, like, red and silver glitter eyeshadow. And I'm just looking at it, and I'm just like, God, she's got, like, a drag queen look, but it's subtler oh. than that. Oh, she is so drag queen. I mean, I... Honestly, I'm looking at her and I'm like, her whole thing, everything matches all of the time down to her goddamn sunglasses. She is a white trash drag queen. Oh, that's good. And it's really only because she's a trash person. She's a trash person, doesn't give a shit about her kid, and goes plays bingo all day, and her husband is a criminal. I mean, she's styled to look like that. 
basically the whole thing is that they're both they have money only because the dad steals it from people basically so like not that this is kosher and this wouldn't go today like this wouldn't be an okay thing to say like in a movie now but they are definitely styled to be like white trash in a nice house if that makes sense yeah i don't the hair oil, his shitty suits. They're supposed to be, sl- like, not white trash. I guess I should say more, like, like sleazy, like, gross. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're meant know, to be like... over the top, out of control, like, ridiculous characters. Right. And she's supposed to be over the top with her high heels and her shorts and her glitter and her curly hair that she sometimes has extensions in. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. And her bingo visor. Oh, my God. She has, like, I noticed at one point she has a bag that has different colored bingo stamps in it. Oh, hell yeah. Because that's how often she's going to bingo. I was like, this is, oh, my God. All right, so the second fashion report. Yes, please. In the morning when Harry comes out with his hair blonde. His name's Harry? Yeah, Harry. I didn't even know his name. Harry and Zinnia Wormwood. Well, in the IMDb, it just says Mr. and Mrs. Oh, interesting. I That's why I didn't get a name. Hmm. Yeah, they mentioned it like one time. And I was too lazy to look farther because I knew I would just call him Danny DeVito. Daddy DeVito. No. Um. Oh, oh, uh. <laughs> too much. <laughs> I just think, like, if you're a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, it's extra funny. But anyway, second fashion report. Mm-hmm. So, she is dressed, my fucking God, like, even her curlers match her outfit, mm-hmm. and I oh, am, of course. Like, oh, my heaven. So, she has got on this, like, boobalicious, which is one of my mom's favorite words to describe <laughs> an outfit. I love my mother. Boobalicious nightgown. So, it's it's lime green and dark blue. It is... Honestly, the the colors uh, of my childhood bedroom, might I add. Same, mine too. My my walls had, were like neon lime green, and the and all of the trim was navy. Nice. I had four different colored walls when I was a kid, and my mom made the outlets and switches like opposite colors. So I had lime green, purple, dark blue, and robin eggs blue. We were specifically. Robin I know this is blue. why my mom always goes, "You were so colorful when you were a child," and I'm like. <laughs> I didn't know myself yet. But when I was in college, she's like, you come home from college and everything's black. And I was like, yeah. I think my mom is not really surprised that I have, like, literally a lipstick shade for every color. I, I have, well, I used to have lipsticks for every color. Now I know my, now I know what I feel like looks good on me. Continuing the fashion report. My God. Yes, the boobalicious, the boobalicious outfit. It's lime green, but she's also got on a little, like, night jacket, I guess. Like a nightgown jacket. <laughs> And it's blue with a green, like, roughly trim. She's got her eyeshadow on already. And, like, her eye mask even matches when she had it on. (laughs) But, like, the curlers matching, like, just blew my mind. It was, like, the aesthetic here is so good. Oh, she's She's, out of control. Yeah, she's completely out of control. It's, like, hyper Libra aesthetic. So, anyway. But I think it's really funny because she says, here we are, my heartstrings, and then she, like, throws the cereal over her shoulders because she's so surprised that he's blonde. All their physical comedy is out of this world. It's so good. I miss physical comedy. They don't really do that anymore. No, they don't. I mean, I think it's something that's, like, a lost art at this point. I don't know. I feel like it's going to make a comeback. 
Oh, it will. Because, it totally espe- will. Especially because, like, you know, making jokes about race are not allowed anymore. So we're going to have to revert to physical comedy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the dad sells used cars. She puts bleach in his hair, blah, blah, blah. They go to, the, they go to work. Okay, here we go. She puts the bleach in his hair to punish him, though, because he said a person yes. can be punished. Uh, he said people who do bad things should be punished. And obviously all he does is bad things. So he's showing Matilda and apparently Mikey. 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 Uh, all the shitty stuff he does to cars to sell them, such as super gluing a bumper on that should be welded on and Hell using no. a drill to dial back the amount of mileage on the car. Hell no. So Matilda says, Dad, isn't that illegal? And he's like, she Shut stamps up. her little foot. It's so cute. Daddy, this is illegal. She's precious. She's so precious. So when they're going to leave, the mom comes up in her convertible and says she won a bunch of money at bingo. She's taking them out for dinner. So he, dad puts his hat on and they get in the car, but then it pans over and you see the super glue is like dripping. Fashion so, report. Oh my God. Not about the hat. No, it's just her outfit. All right. Oh, listen. Yeah. I'm just going to run down the list really quick. Red sunglasses, red boa, a purple tank top and a purple mini skirt with a red lining oh my god no those are some contrasting colors like red and purple like no i mean they're like opposite aren't they like opposites on the wheel well like red helps make up purple so no like it's, next it's to each purple other. and yellow that are opposite on the wheel i'm pretty sure yeah maybe oh Talk to oh. me about color theory, guys. I don't know. I mean, I like color symbolism. So purple is supposed to be intuition, but I don't think Zinnia Wormwood's got an intuitive thought in her head. I think it's so. more just bright, garish colors they could put on her. Yeah. So it's now later that night. Um, they try to get the hat off the dad. Does not come off. They yeah, at to- the restaurant. She's trying to, like, wrestle it off his head. Yep. It leaves behind, like, pieces of the hat on his forehead, which is pretty funny. <laughs> So later that night, they're back at the house. The dad sees Matilda reading. He takes the book away and rips it up, saying it's ridiculous to read, blah, blah, blah. He, like, holds Matilda's head and makes her watch TV. And she's focusing on it. She's focusing on it. And suddenly it explodes or, like, implodes. It doesn't, like, cause a fire, but it breaks. She has her Harry Potter moment. Yes. This is her realizing she has powers, basically. Yeah. She doesn't really get into them yet no she doesn't realize she can control them but she knows something weird is going on now it goes to the dad selling a card to this mysterious person who's very aggressive who we now know is miss trunchbull oh my god i will say there is a significant amount of fat shaming in this which i don't enjoy what really they talk about trunchbull's size a lot i mean they talk about her being very strong they talk a few times about her being a big lady and stuff um, that I just kind of mm-hmm. zoomed past because I was like, I'm not getting into this today. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, she is super strong. She does what? Shot, Shot put? put, javelin, hammer throw. Dad is selling a car to Trunchbull. He's promising her up and down. The car is great. The car is perfect. Blah, blah, blah. She tells him about the school that she has that um, basically insinuates that she hits children. Um, she says that, like, you know, bad kids are where they come and they'll be fixed, basically. He, kind of he, he literally says, we, I have a boy, Mikey, and one mistake, Matilda. And oh, I'm yeah. Like, Holy shit, that is so rude. I just don't 
at, I mean, they hated her from the beginning. I don't know if it's supposed to be insinuated, like, from the original book. This isn't, like, the movie, but, like, is it because she's a girl? Was it because it was, like, years later and they just, like, didn't want another kid? Like, because I get that Mikey is like them, but they hated Matilda from the time she was born. Yeah, I feel like that she was a surprise. And, like, yeah. some parents are like, they were a surprise. And these parents are like, that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, skip the pill or whatever. And I don't think it helped that, like, eventually she did come out and became a very different... Oh, my God. Can you not? Oh, She got a new toy. Her bark box. Her bark box came. They go to Crunchin Hall. Crunchin Hall. Sounds so great. Crunchin Hall. Uh, Miss Trunchbull... Miss Trunchbull walks through the schoolyard berating children, basically yelling at them. She has a riding crop in her hand that she's threatening children with, which is great. Matilda runs and hides, and she meets a friend named Lavender, Lavender, who is the sweetest little thing in the entire world. They get warned by a girl named Hortensia, which, okay. She warns them that if Trunchbull finds them in there... She'll put them in the chokey, which is where Trunchbull puts kids who misbehave. Would you like, you're better at this type of language. Would you like to describe the chokey to our listeners, V? So imagine one of those human-shaped medieval torture machines with nails on the inside. (laughs) There's nail, rusty nails on the inside. There's like weird steam coming out of it. Like, they put them in there and they can't move or they'll touch something. Yeah. It's a child's hell. And it's black. It's dark. Yeah. It's, like, completely black. Absolutely terrible. It's child abuse. Yeah. Like, the whole situation with Trunchbull is child abuse. Thank you for that description, Mm -hmm. Miss V. So, they come outside. Trunchbull sees a little girl with pigtails. She gives her this big talk about how pigtails aren't... They're not dress code or something. She doesn't like pigtails. Yeah, basically. She says, we don't allow pigs inside the school. Are you a pig, Amanda? Her name is Amanda Thrip. I love Roald Dahl's names of characters. They're so so cute. So cute. So, naturally, because this is a movie, she picks her up, spins her around in circles, and throws her by her pigtails. And I'm like, the whole time, because I'm the cinephile here, I'm like, how the fuck did they do this shot? technically and i found out for everyone Ooh, please please share i've always wondered not really let's be honest i never thought about it <laughs> only as an adult are you like how the fuck did this happen no i didn't think about it until you brought it up oh well you're welcome <laughs> um that's why you're so here. they had the little girl whose real name was jacqueline on a harness and the braids. Oh, my God. That is such a 90s name. I knew so many Jacqueline. Yeah. This little girl was so cute because I saw a behind the scenes thing. And she was constantly reading, which is the, they were like she was reading Aww. like real Matilda, like constantly all the time. But they had her in a little Aww. harness and she the pigtails were actually detachable. Like they were special braids. Like there was one scene where she tried to like throw her around and the pigtails became detached. But the most adorable part of this whole thing is she had a code word if she got too dizzy and they had to stop. And the, the code word was jelly beans. Oh. I know. I was hoping it was fuck. Yeah, because she's like five years old. She's going to say fuck. You never know. <laughs> fuck, My stop kid the would. ride. <laughs> I don't 
think I became aware of the word fuck until I was like 12 or 13. I remember running around, probably around age seven or eight, saying the word fuck because I thought it sounded, <laughs> I thought it sounded so funny. I thought whoever said it was a swear word was making it up. Oh my God. Because, because it just didn't sound like any other word and I thought it was so funny. It is a weird word. It is. Now it's like my favorite word. It's like my favorite word too. Another really fun word is popsicle. I don't know why. I just find that word really fun. One of my favorite words is discombobulated. Yes. That's a good one. Very good one. Mm -hmm. But the little girl lands safely. It is funny though because while she's flying they're like good good launch. Great height. Like all the kids are like raiding her. Yeah because she's like shot put hammer throw javelin. Yeah. So she was like basically doing the shot put. (laughs) We finally meet the adorably too sweet, which is why her name is Miss Honey. Honey. So she is Matilda's teacher. And I believe Matilda's supposed to be, I would say, first grade because she's six and a half. So she should probably be in the first grade. And also they're learning Uh, multiplication tables and that was not a kindergarten thing. And that's not first grade either. That's it's not. You know, that's like third grade. Um, at least real. it was in the 90s. We can say in the 90s, it was at least third grade before I started learning multiplication. Yeah, but maybe um, Mrs. Miss Honey's students are so dedicated. She can get them to learn multiplication tables that early. That's because she has a nice little outfit on with little tiny white tennis shoes. <laughs> She's got I like can't the, get over her outfit. the Pam Halper, Pam Beasley. Oh, Halpert she does. Outfit. The whitest tennies. <laughs> So, the narrator does mention that Miss Honey has a deep, dark secret. Dun-dun-dun. But she's a great teacher and loves her children, blah, blah, blah. During their multiplication tables, um, she makes a joke like, oh, one day you can do blah, 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 by blah, 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 blah. Like, a, it was Enormous like 13 numbers. times, like, a, a thousand something, 300 and something thousand, three, 3,000 and something. And Matilda did it. Yeah. So... Obviously, Miss Honey knows, and her name's Jennifer Honey, apparently, which is a very sweet name. <laughs> Pun intended. But uh, I just call her Miss Honey because that's pretty much what she's called. <laughs> um, she goes to see Trunchbull, and Trunchbull is throwing darts at pictures of children, which is great for a elementary school principal. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Honey tells Trunchbull that Matilda should be in an older class because she... Is way too smart, basically, to be in that age group. She's not being challenged. Like, within one day, she could tell that kid is way beyond first grade or whatever. Yeah. Trunchbill thinks that it's because, because so the dad, Danny DeVito, said that uh, Matilda was such a bad kid. She's, like, a bad, she's awful, blah, blah, blah. So Trunchbull's like, oh, so you can't handle the bad child and says i'll put her in the chokey so miss honey just keeps her (laughs) matilda goes home and she sees two people sitting in a car outside who are obviously cops peewee herman Uh, and somebody else it's peewee herman yep what's his real name uh peewee herman (laughs) are you are you fucking kidding his name's not peewee it's paul something He's actually Pee Wee Herman, though. Paul Rubens. He's a fictional character is what it says. Don't tell me that. His name's not really fucking Pee Wee. I mean, Fred Rogers is real, so why not Pee Wee? <laughs> okay, the, there's a big difference between someone being called Mr. Rogers and someone being called Pee Wee. 
Don't stick by this. That is a ridiculous choice. I mean, I'm watching a show right now where a dude's literally called Blackjack. Okay, is it is it his real name or is that the name his the name show is, gives? His name is Jack. He goes by Blackjack. Like people, there's a big difference. No one says my name is Pee Wee. <laughs> okay, I will die on this hill. So Miss Honey interrupts their TV time as a family. Obviously, Danny DeVito. Assu- I have to say his full name every time too. Danny, Danny DeVito, DeVito assumes that Matilda did something wrong, sends her to her room. Whatever. He's and getting his honey- hair dyed back to brown, by the way. Yes, of course he is. And also, Matilda's came in saying that Miss Honey gave her sixth grade work. So this kid is in the first grade doing the work of a sixth grader. Yeah. That word is hard to say after some wine. Sixth. 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 She stands up to Danny DeVito. It's not hard. He's very short. And, <laughs> and she she tells him eventually, and he's trying to blow off, blow her off. Uh, she tells him to turn the TV off and listen to her in her very sweet lady voice. She basically tells them that after a few years of instruction, Matilda, of private instruction, Matilda could go to college like right away. So the Wormwoods start talk, making fun of college-educated people, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, they figure out, like, Miss Honey figures out, this isn't going to work. This isn't, they're not going to listen to me. So she leaves a book for Matilda, which is very sweet. Rhea, Rhea's character, says, Yes. You chose books. I chose looks. And my only yeah. comment on that is, darling, choose both. Jesus. Also, Miss Honey is, like, naturally stunning. Yeah. And Beth Davids is poor. Wow. Elizabeth Elsbeth or something? And Beth. And Beth. That was I know. Okay, I was close. Very very it's interesting not, name. Yeah. I also saw Sounds her like in Empath. A, uh yeah, right? Uh Barmy <laughs> of Darkness, which is like the third Evil Dead installment, which is not my favorite because it's She I will say of all the acting in this movie, she is probably the worst. Yeah. But I mean she has some high competition. I mean when a six-year-old outacts you, how does that yeah. look, though? Actually, I think Mara Wilson, because she was born in, in 1987, so was, like, nine. She, okay, well, a nine-year-old outacts you. Oh, my God, I totally forgot to mention trivia. I meant to mention at the top of the episode. Mara Wilson actually chose this script herself because she was familiar with the book. Yeah, I didn't. I read her memoir, which I do. Su- um, I'm going to look up the name really, really quick. She's also great on Twitter. She's oh, also cool. her current name is Mara. Get rid of the Nazis. Wilson on Twitter. Dope. She yeah, her she's, most recent credit that I noted, like a big credit. She's been on BoJack Horseman. So it's called Where Am I Now? True Stories of Girlhood and Accidental Fame. And it's really well written and it's really interesting. And obviously I was a Matilda fan, so I was into it. But it's not her shitting on being a child actor. It's just an interesting discussion of what it was to be a nine year old that became like gigantically famous overnight. Yeah, and then she didn't do too much after she became a teenager. No. She went to college and shit. She's super smart. Go check out your local library. That's where I got it from was my library. So She chose books and looks. Yes, she did. Get it. So I am super into it because I feel like books and looks is my whole aesthetic. <laughs> so it is now the next day. Miss Trunchbull is holding an assembly, I guess, and calls a little boy named Bruce up. Bruce Bogtrotter. 
<laughs> now, I didn't catch it because, um, as I mentioned earlier to V personally, I can't watch this scene. Oh, you're um, not going to like what I have to say about the trivia of the making of. Does he just keep spitting it out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, I can't with I can't with the fake eating stuff. I can't do it. I would have rather him just eat the whole cake and then puke it up than sit there spitting it out. What was his? He ate a slice of cake, right? All right, what here. Let his... me take let me take over and help you a little Thank bit. You. Darling. Let me Thank just you. Thank you. Real quickly. I'm in pain right now. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I unlike Kylie love this scene, and when I watched... oh god, no. Well, and it's funny because I actually have a, I still kind of have a very sensitive stomach. Like if I hear about icky things, icky tummy things, I have icky tummy. But um, why am I five years old and calling it icky tummy? Anywho, I, I I was letting it go, but um, <sighs> you can call yourself out if you want to. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I watched this scene and I like want to eat chocolate cake. I almost bought chocolate oh, cake today to eat. I don't want it my chocolate cake to be ruined for me. That's no, because that chocolate cake looks delicious. Danny DeVito even said that that chocolate cake was delicious. He had much of it himself. <laughs> oh, yum. What happens is Bruce stole a piece of chocolate cake. And as punishment, Trunchbull gives him a piece of chocolate cake, tells him to eat it, and then brings out this fucking, this cake has to be at least a whole foot wide in diameter. And guess what? I would demolish that shit. I love cake. I also love cake, but I could not eat a cake of that size. I could eat that whole cake. I would need help eating that cake. I could eat the whole cake. I promise you right now, I could eat the whole cake. But I'm honestly like, that is the most fucking ingenious punishment ever. That's torture. It's so ingenious, though. Like, what? So, like, cause, because later, Matilda comes home, she's late from school, and she's like, we had to stay late because Trunchbull was making a boy eat all of this chocolate cake, and the parents were like, what no, the fuck? No, so what, what happened? No, what happened was, I, I caught it this time. I don't normally catch it. Like, I've seen this movie however many times. I never caught it. She said, because they were all cheering him on, she said, because of that, I'm keeping you all five hours after school. Mm, okay. So, because they were all cheering him on. And then she, can we talk? She broke a glass plate over a child's head. She did. Okay, but we have to finish narrating this scene in its entirety. So, like, Bruce, poor Bruce. But, yeah, the kids, like, end up cheering him on. Matilda starts to cheer. He eats eats all the cake. To rally Bruce to finish the cake. Yeah, trench bowl. Yeah, I noticed that, too, and I'm just like, I want to know how that special effect was done, and I could not find out how that special effect was done. Oh, sugar glass. That's what they use for everything like that. It still seems cruel to break any sort of glass over a child's head. Oh, it breaks so easy. It breaks on, like, like, touching it. Boop. Smash. Or they put something hard on his head so it would just... It's they pulled up. If you notice, the shot is far away. That is true. So, like I like we said, it is five hours later. Matilda tells comes home, starts making herself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Tells her parents there are cops outside. The mom goes, <laughs> "They're speedboat oh, no, salesmen." Speedboat salesmen. <laughs> which her like New York Jewish accent. That is what she's doing. Is like it's amazing. Can I so attempt like, it? The speedboat salesmen. <laughs> The speedboat. Um, no, mine's better than that. I just have to think of something other than speedboat salesman. I could say entire chocolate cake. Entire chocolate cake. The kid. This is the next day now, so the parents don't believe her that they're cops, even though she's sitting there, cute as a little 
cutie pie eating her peanut butter and jelly going, those are cops. And they're like, no, it's not. And she's like, yes, they are. <laughs> so uh, the narrator says, like, oh, she still finds a lot of joy in, in seeing her friends. So they find a newt outside her and Lavender and Bruce do. Can we just talk um, about Lavender, like, freaking the fuck out over this bug? Because they're just, she's just like, a bug, a bug, a bug. What'd you find, Lavender? A bug! And I'm like, I have not felt joy like that in years. It's not a bug, though. It's not, but just her, her like. It's a reptile. Yeah, but like her, I'm just. Or amphibian, I'm I'm not sure. I'm just emphasizing how excited Lavender is about this stupid. Lavender is the cutest little thing. She's so excited. And I just haven't. Oh, I was like, wow, I miss feeling that way and feeling so excited about something dumb like that. Yeah, I haven't been that happy in a long time. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, Lavender needs to give me a TED talk about how to be that happy. They Lavender puts the newt in a like a mason jar and puts it in her pocket. Trunchbull pulls up in her shitty ass car that's breaking down. So she figures out that Danny DeVito sold her a bad car. So she grabs Matilda and puts her in the chokey. Trunchbull comes in or says that she's going to teach Miss Honey's class this afternoon or this morning. So they cover all of the nice happy things on the walls. They... Get rid of anything that has color in it. They get rid of all their arts and crafts, their crayons, all that stuff. It turns into Soviet Russia classroom. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) So, and if you notice up on the wall, one of the rules says no pigtails. And then she's taking out Amanda's pigtails. Yep. So it must be that her mom still gives sends her to school with pigtails and she takes them out every morning. Poor Amanda. That's really sad, honestly. Lavender is instructed to get some water for Miss Trunchbull and she slips the newt into the water. I love this. Very parent trap. Miss Honey realizes that Matilda is gone and she looks at Lavender and Lavender like chokes herself a little bit to show she's in the chokey. Somehow Miss Honey like sneaks out and goes and gets Matilda out of the chokey. And then Trunchbull... The only comment Trunchbull has is, this may be the most interesting thing you've ever done. That's the I only know, thing like, she I know, like, you says. would think she would freak out when she sees Matilda walk in. I think she's just so excited to be, like, teaching slash punishing children that she doesn't care. Fair. Very fair. She brings Matilda back to the class. Trunchbull pours a glass of water, and the newt falls into it. Which, if you don't know what a newt is, it's just like a tiny lizard. Um, it's adorable. She... She drinks it without seeing the newt, and the ew, whole ew, ew, excuse ew, me, ew, the ew, whole class ew, starts ew, laughing. Ew. So she finally does see it, and she freaks out. Matilda <laughs> is accused of putting the newt in the water, but she was in the chokey, so there's literally no way she could have done it. And Miss Trunchbull gives her a speech, of, which I remember to this day, her, her saying, "I'm big and you're small. I'm right and you're wrong, and you can do nothing about it." And it's funny because Daddy Devito gives that same speech too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trunchbull, like, walks back to the desk. Matilda makes the newt fly onto Miss Trunchbull. Like, With her, her magical coat. powers. With her magical powers. Miss Trunchbull freaks out. Like, literally freaks out. Having, like, a full-on panic. I don't think I would freak out that much. It's a tiny lizard. It's really She's, like, trying to shake the lizard off and, like, does some She's, weird like, shimmying around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Eventually, it, like, flies off and goes onto one of the ceiling lights and then falls down, and this cute little boy grabs it. And Trunchbull, like, warns them all, like, whoever did this, I'll find you, I'll punish you, and she, like, looks at Matilda. So then she accuses Matilda of doing it, and Miss Honey steps in, saying there's no way she could have done it. She was standing right here the whole time. You saw her. Miss Trunchbull finally leaves. Matilda does come to Miss Honey afterwards and tells her that she did it. And I will say Miss Honey handles it really well. She's like, oh, you know, well, first of all, she says, you know, don't let Miss Trunchbull make you feel bad, basically. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I really, I really did do it with my eyes. I can, I can move things with my eyes. And um, she tries to prove it to Miss Honey by making the water glass tip over. It doesn't tip over. But Miss Honey and her very supportive teacher way goes, I'm glad you feel like you have so much power. That's so important. Yeah. I'm like, that is an amazing response to a kid being like, I have special powers. Like, that's incredible that you feel like you have great powers. Like, you do. You're powerful. So this is their only real witch break in the whole episode. Because, so she says, it's wonderful you feel so powerful. Many people feel they don't have any power at all. And then they're talking, like, a few moments later. And she says, you should believe in any power that you have inside of you with all of your heart. It's very important. And I am like, Miss Honey is literally a mentoring witch. a baby witch. <laughs> yes, she is. So that's the whole thing about witchcraft, which we talked about before. If you're new to witch theater, welcome. We are so happy you are here. But that's the whole thing about witchcraft or uh, any sort of internal spiritual power that you feel, even though, even if it's not necessarily, you don't want to label it as witchcraft. But like your power Lame. comes. Lame. <laughs> I know. I get it. I get it. It's a scary term. Uh, your power. We're lame people. Oh my God. So exclusionary. Whatever. Your power comes from inside of you. Like all yes, of the things does. that people used to think were like quote unquote witchcraft, you know, like women not being married and like having independent thoughts, being able to do math, bullshit like that. Like, or <laughs> still can't do the math. <laughs> I know I'm really bad at math, but like I have a college degree. My witchcraft does not evolve to that. No, I can smell. I can spell onomatopoeia, but I cannot do complex math. I don't know anyway. if I can, and I have an English degree. <laughs> Your power is a witch, or whatever you want to call yourself, because you don't have to- as a person, just as a person. Yeah, your power is a person. Your ability to manifest whatever fucking shit you want, as long as it doesn't hurt other people, baby. Is all within you. You have the power to do whatever you want. Any, like, little tools that we use as witches, like candles and crystals and all that shit, those are amplifiers, but the power that we actually have to make that shit happen is the power that we contain within our own hearts to be a little cheesy about it. Like, we... (laughs) I I know. We have the power within our own hearts and souls. (laughs) We are all Matilda. We are all Matilda. We are Matilda. Putting it on a shirt. No, Give me the shirt. Get me the fucking shirt. I actually am Matilda. <laughs> I'm a librarian and a witch. I mean, I'm a big reader. I think that half, like three quarters counts. And I'm a witch. So yeah. Not as much as me. Okay, fine. You can be full Matilda. I'll be three quarters Matilda. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. I also went through a major bow phase. I'm just throwing that out there. A bug phase? A bow phase. Oh, I wore bow. I wore bows in my hair through college. Oh, I have photo evidence as a child. Like there is oh, multiple. I didn't do that as years. a kid because I was too busy having headbands straight across my forehead. But 
Oh That's no, a whole like other story. I have like three years of school pictures where it's like red bow, red bow, red bow, which is actually Aww. a joke in the family. That's a, another another thing from my scrapbook. You can put that on Instagram. You as Matilda. Yeah, I mean, I basically, I as a little girl, totally. Although, like as an adult, I prefer to compare myself to Belle from Beauty and the Beast because I did marry a giant hairy dude. I hope he didn't keep you with Stockholm syndrome. No, in fact, he moved into my house. I hope you're not into bestiality. Uh, no. Wow. So gross. Literally what Beauty and the Beast is, so. Okay, yeah. Not that I ever <laughs> thought about that before, but, like, I think you need to process that. I um, have already processed that plenty, believe me. <laughs> I have made... For, I mean, you've been together, like, eight or nine years. Eight years, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was close. I got the dude I wanted. So Miss Honey asked Matilda if she wants to come over to her house after school for tea and cookies. We're just going to pretend that that's fine. And you know what? Honestly, as someone who tutored kids and stuff, I could see it if you saw how abusive her family was. Because she saw. This is true. So I think she, I think it's a little bit better. They walk past Miss Trunchbull's house. Miss Honey tells a story about a little girl um, whose mother died when she was two, and then her dad was a doctor, and he needed help raising her, so he asked the mother's sister, so her aunt, to help Step look over her. even. Oh, Step-sister. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, then her fa- the father supposedly killed himself when the young girl was five. Supposedly. And I put it in quotation marks. When Miss Honey left, she ran away from the house to get away from her evil aunt, she found a cottage that apparently that is $50 a month, which show me where that fucking cottage is. No shit. From a but rhubarb had, farmer. But she had to leave all her treasures treasures behind, such as pictures of her parents and her beloved Lissy doll. So, Lissy doll, as in Lissy doll, rolled dolls widow. Oh, shit. That was not in the book. That was a tribute in the movie. That's really sweet. Isn't that adorable? So the wife was named like Alyssa or Lissy? Her she goes by Lissy. Oh. Like that's how she's credited as a producer is Lissy. Lissy doll. This movie just keeps getting better and better. I have another okay, so I forgot to mention it earlier, but speaking of dolls, so Matilda's knockoff Raggedy Ann doll. Yes, yes. Mara Wilson actually designed that doll. And the doll's name is Wanda. Why? I don't know why. I just thought it was cute. Like, magically, Wanda. After Miss Honey tells the story, they walk up to the cottage, and Matilda realizes that story is about Miss Honey. They go to watch Trunchbull outside of the house, and you can see the house is, like, super dilapidated and run down, and it's this beautiful, beautiful big house. Yeah. Yeah, It's huge. So Matilda wants to go inside to get Miss Honey's treasures because Trunchbull's gone. Trunchbull's car breaks down, like, down the street, and she somehow turns it around on her own and pushes it home. She's so strong. Like, okay, That's I just, think- like, not even plausible. The, the more I watch this, the more I realize, like, Trunchbull is, like, an- On an- steroids. An animal- it's like this sort of like Orwellian comparison to an animal, you know? Well, literally bull is in her name. I know. But like as she like as the movie progresses, like she becomes more and more animalistic. But part of this is like this weird superhuman strength. I mean, 
people do do that in those crazy weightlifting competitions. Yeah. So it's not completely out of the realm of possibility, but for a woman her age, it seems very unlikely. <laughs> because let's guess that Miss Honey's 25. At the lowest, Miss Honey is like 25. Yeah. Because she went through college. She said she went to college and stuff. We're assuming Trunchbull was an adult. We know Trunchbull was at least an adult when she was five. Yeah. So she's at least in her late 40s. And this woman is picking up a car and throwing it around like it's nothing. She has a sweatshirt on that says, like, class of 1972. It was like an Olympiad <laughs> thing. Oh, my God. It's so Her wardrobe is pretty on point, though, I will say. Dude, the makeup artist. So, I makeup report. Make- <laughs> Get at the snap. Makeup report. Okay. So, this is a behind-the-scenes thing. Because Pam Ferris, actually, lovely-looking lady... They, is she really? Yeah, she actually looks really nice. So they did, they put a prosthetic at the end of her nose, prosthetics under her eyes to make her look older. Oh, but okay. all of the broken blood vessels and stuff on her face were makeup. I assume yeah. as much. Yeah. And the teeth, of course. But like, oh yeah, those teeth are awful. I mean, I just thought like maybe they didn't put any cover up on her, but like it is right. I mean, because the woman is actually like. Very nice. I just clicked on her, so I want to see. Yeah. Because I've only ever seen her in this. I'm, at least I think. I'm not, you know, you can't be positive. Oh, but. no, I know. I know where else you've seen her. Where else have I seen her? Because it's not loading. She is. Holy shit. She's pretty. Right? She's gorgeous. She's Harry Potter in a Bristol of Azkaban. That's what I was just going to tell you. <laughs> Who the fuck is she? She is Aunt Marge, the one that Harry accidentally turns Shut into a human balloon. The actual fucking front door. My entire childhood just blew up in my head. <laughs> like Aunt Marge in The Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, full circle. Wow. Is she British? Yeah. So is so Emma Davis. To be a... So is who? Miss Honey. I could. Her voice is kind of forced in the movie. Yeah, she got a very deep voice. You know what I mean? Like you could, like it's very soft and very like you can tell she's really paying attention to every word she's saying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, wow, wow, guys, I need to move forward because I'm gonna lose my mind if I think about that too I much. Just, now I have to rewatch that movie. I was so excited to do makeup report. Thank you very much for attending the very first WT. And she's report. a very lovely looking lady. So, fun fact: it says she's five seven. <laughs> Don't know why that's on her IMDb, but it is. All right. She towers. She's only 5'7", and that's how big she looks next to Danny DeVito. And the kids. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah, I totally kids, forgot though. to mention. So she was so dedicated, and probably also because she had to be in makeup for like five hours. So she would remain in character even when they called cut, so that way she was more terrifying to the kids. Oh, I could totally see that because she's scary. Yeah. Le- okay. Like, legitimately, the the scene we're about to talk about, I watched it and Patrick was trying to talk to me. I'm like, don't. I am watching a horror movie right now. <laughs> I This movie did have some parts when I was growing up that scared me. I mean, sure. there's like, okay, so this movie not only holds up from the 90s, but honestly, it still holds up as an adult. Like, I feel like you need to see it for the first time as a kid, but like. It's still, Trunchbull's still pretty legitimately terrifying. There's nothing that doesn't track as far as, like, being an enjoyable storyline. And, like, the acting is good other than maybe Miss Honey. But Miss Honey doesn't really need to act that much. She's kind of just there. Okay, so 
Trunchbull brings turns push starts pushing the car home. Miss Honey is describing different parts of the house to Matilda. She shows Dad's box of chocolates that he has that were always by the fireplace that um, he would split in half with her. Which one chocolate? The fuck. Half a chocolate is not a treat, Dad. But then Matilda brings up Lissy doll. They go up to Miss Honey's room. They see a picture of her dad, which used to be on the fireplace. Now it is a picture of Miss Trunchbull, by the way. And in reality, it is a picture of Roald Dahl. Wait, how? what? Yep. Oh, Magnus is? Yeah, the portrait oh, of Magnus. Oh, I thought you is... met Trunchbull. I was like, Oh, my God, what? no. She said the picture of her dad. Yeah, but it's replaced now by the picture of Miss Trunchbull. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. I like that. I know, right? Sweet tribute. Right? Now I have to know how old he was when he died. One of his last words were, oh, fuck. (laughs) Are you kidding? Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. Ben. I found that out on the History of Swear Words on Netflix, which is actually a pretty cool mini doc Oh, that sounds fun. So he was born in 1960 and died in 1990. 1916 and died in 1990. So 80-something? Yeah. Low, a little less. Yeah, 70s. Oh, too young. Oh my god, I typed in his name, and it says, why is Roald Dahl so popular? How fucking dare you ask that question, Google? Wow, Google. Read one of his books and you'll understand. So, they go upstairs, they see Lissy Dahl, but then Trunchbull is home. They hear Miss Trunchbull come home. Screaming um, at the top of <coughs> her lungs on the she phone. She's on the phone with Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Um, curse, cursing him out. Because of the lemon of a car he sold her. She looks over and she sees that the chocolate box is open. So she realizes someone is in the house. She sniffs it like a fucking bloodhound. Um, Yes, she does. She does sniff it like a bloodhound. Trunchbull is kind of on Matilda's scent. As creepy as that sounds. So (laughs) Miss Honey in another room throws a shot put. So to distract her. But then unfortunately Matilda causes a crash. Blah, blah, blah. They both escape. Wow, you just, they, like, summed up, like, at least ten minutes of t- terrifying heart-poundingness for me. Okay, well, I know. We're, we've are we been babbling a lot. I don't want No, 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 no. It's not that. It's just, it's, I'm just emphasizing, like, this scene is actually pretty scary. Like, the music. She is, gets close to her a lot, too. She really does. Like, I mean. And, like, this bitch is nuts. She, yeah, she's definitely crazy. She's not. And violent. Yeah. Just, she makes me think of, like, whenever people talk about, like, how serial killers were, like, had a head trauma as a kid. I'm like, what was this <laughs> Trunchbull's head trauma? Something with a shot put. I don't know. Oh, canon. Canon now. Good <laughs> good call, Kylie. We're going we're gonna to have merch one day that just says canon. <laughs> also, also valid. We say valid so much. I've realized that in editing. I, that's, like, such a millennial thing, though. <laughs> I know. We are. We're painfully millennial. We're Virgo. Um, two Virgo millennials. God, how do people stand us? They're outside, Matilda and Miss Honey. She Matilda does say that someone should teach Miss Trunchbull a lesson, but then mm. Matilda does promise Miss Honey also mm. that she will never go back into the house. Liar. Liar. Okay, great. So she goes back to the house. But now, the first thing that happens is... Miss Wormwood, or Rhea Perlman, is talking to the powerboat salesman inside her house, mm. a.k.a. the fucking feds. A.k.a. Pee-wee Herman. Officer uh, Pee-wee. 
<laughs> Officer Pee-wee. Matilda walks in and calls them cops, which I she's just the best. When Danny DeVito yells at Matilda, she realizes that she can slam the door with her eyes. So she's starting to recognize what makes her able to do things. So the next day, in a wonderful sequence, Matilda is practicing her powers. Excuse my dog squeaking her toy in the background. Sorry, guys. (laughs) I can't do anything about it. Uh, So she opens curtains, makes things fly around, all of that jazz. It's like a little sequence. It's very cute. She sees the cops enter the garage, and they don't have a, they do not have a warrant. And they're talking about how they don't have a warrant. Wait a second. Wait a second. You just, like, glossed over, like, the most iconic sequence in the whole movie. So I have to say a few things. Oh, go ahead. So the first is the original song that she was dancing to was Matilda by Harry Belafonte. Uh, is a fantastic song that I will try to sample here if I can. Um, I love Harry Belafonte. He also is the singer of Jump the Line, which is in Beetlejuice. But the original song was Matilda, the title of the movie. I don't know why they changed it, but also what was really cute was that it was written in the script that she was supposed to dance by herself. And Matilda, (laughs) Matilda, Mara was like, went to Danny DeVito, Daddy DeVito, and was like, no, stop with the I've been saying that the entire time you haven't been picking I up on it. I hate it. it. <laughs> uh, she said, I'm very self-conscious about dancing by myself. And so the whole cast and crew, Dan- the way Danny DeVito said it was even craft services was also dancing. The That's only- precious. The only person not dancing was the cameraman so he could keep the camera steady during the sequence. That is so sweet. I know, right? Oh, what a I ha- wholesome movie. I know. I have no idea why they changed the song to Little Bitty Pretty One, which is also a really great Little song. Little Bitty Pretty One, come, come talk to me. me. I, it's a good song. I don't know why they changed it from Matilda, but... It's that's a precious story. Thank you for sharing that. That's adorable. So Matilda, like I said, practicing her powers. Um, she sees the she's oh my god. She sees the cops. She tells them that they don't have a warrant and they're kind of ignoring her. So she moves a box so they don't find it. She moves it one way when they're looking in one direction and the other way when they're looking the other direction, which is like let him get caught. (laughs) Yeah. I would let that awful dad get caught. Yeah, but the thing is, is that Matilda is still part of the family. She would be entangled in that, too. I mean, and, like, even if your family treats you like shit, you still feel obligated to them. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't later, but she does right now. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll get there. So, um... She makes their run, their car start moving. It runs a stop sign, and then she gets the tape from them, so they have no evidence against her dad, basically. So it is later on. The family is home. Matilda is leaving. It's, like, in the evening. Her brother, Mikey, throws a carrot at her, and she sends it right back at him into his mouth. <laughs> that, was so like she's, the, that was, like, the most iconic Matilda magic trick, I think. I don't know. I think her dancing around doing everything is the most iconic. Mm, but, like... The carrot thing was in the trailer, I think, so. Oh. I don't remember. I was four. (laughs) So I don't really remember. They're basically, I think they're just trying to show you that she's fully in control of her powers now. So Get it. Get it, baby witch. She goes to Miss Trumpbull's house, and she climbs up on top of the garage up to see into Miss Honey's old room. 
So she makes the doll, Lissy doll, levitate toward her. It gets stuck in a tree, but she does retrieve it. (laughs) Good one, Kylie. Kylie with the dad jokes. So then she also decides, that's not enough. I'm going to take a few chocolates from the chocolate box. I swear, like kids and their candy. It is such a kid thing to do, though. She's like, I could use a chocolate right now. She she takes them for Miss Honey. It's so sweet. Well, yeah, but she eats one herself. At that moment? Really? No, but she. I'll tell you in a second. So she grabs a few chocolates, but uh, Trunchbull does hear the window close back down. But Matilda makes her fall down by moving her chair. She changes the time on the clock to fuck with her. She fucks with the power cord so the electricity starts going in and out. So she's just freaking her out, basically. This had such, like, a huge Edgar Allan Poe telltale heart nevermore oh, vibe yes. to me. Like, yes, because what she does next is she floats the portrait of Magnus back into place to scare Trunchbull out of the house and into her car. And she throws the portrait of Trunchbull into the fire. As she should. Bye, bitch! But when Trunchbull does go out to her car, she sees Matilda's hair ribbon caught on the car. Damn. The moral of the story is never wear hair accessories on (laughs) your secret (laughs) missions. But the funny thing is, so Matilda growing up, she had different hair ribbons in all the time. She had like a white one, a blue one, a red one. But like... It apparently red became her signature color because she shows up next day at school without a without a ribbon in her hair. Hmm. Random. It's just so the story works, but I'm just saying that p- tiny plot hole in my one of my all time favorite movies. Red in the '90s was a big deal. I was noticing. I know this sounds stupid, but like, did you not that notice? Did sa- no offense, but that sounded really stupid. That's fine. I'm making my point. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, listen. But can I have examples of said red in the 90s? Yeah. Like, did you not notice all of the 90s snack packages and their blatantly red symbolism on their snack packages? I mean, red is candy? just an aggressive color and it's um, red is supposed to signify hunger. That's hunger? why McDonald's has red. Yeah. It's supposed to make you hungry. I always thought about it as like passion. For me, well, red. Yeah, but I, I've heard that it's supposedly supposed to make you hungry i have never heard that and i'm huge into color symbolism thank you for the lesson that was cool i might be wrong i very much might be wrong but that's i remember hearing that so i mean i feel like don't quote me on it you know what you know what i'm just thinking about right now a bull trench bull bulls see red and they get angry red ribbon oh Mm. i think we're overthinking it Way but... too much. There's no way in this 1996 kids movie. It's a kids movie based on a kids book. Like, okay. we just finished uh, covering a bunch of Jordan Peele who would have been like, yeah, yeah a red very... ribbon. Because she's a trench bull. Yeah. <laughs> we're very stuck on ridiculous symbolism. Okay, so <laughs> Matilda comes to school the next day. She brings Miss Honey Lissy doll and she hands her a chocolate. And what I was going to say is, Matilda says something I didn't catch before. She said, I ate mine last night. Oh, so my God. So she got God. two. She got one for herself. Cute. Yeah, I, I mean. She, listen, six she, for myself. Ha! She risked a lot. So I think she, oh, she deserved a chocolate. Oh, she at least deserved a chocolate. Hell, yeah. Also, she's walking all these places. Yeah. So they must the, live in a tiny place. I don't know. Like, some towns are tiny. 
still or just like yeah but I, she's like six she walked 10 blocks to the library from her house so like that's a pretty small town in my head still i'm just saying that's a lot of walking for a little kid mm-hmm. i'm not saying it's impossible i'm just saying damn it's a lot of work um kids gotta exercise miss- get 60 every day what is it called <laughs> now like play 60 or something um, that was Michelle Obama's okay, yeah, theme, Bobber, I believe. What? Doc, does Dr. Doctor Jill doesn't have one yet, I don't think. Oh, not yet. She just started, baby. Come on, Jill. It'll probably have to do with education, obviously. She's a professor. So. God love Jill. I like her more than her husband, so. <clears throat> uh, okay. So, Miss Honey kind of freaks out. She's like, you didn't have, what did you do? You didn't have to do that. You, you promised me you wouldn't go back inside. And Matilda's like, I didn't. I technically did not go back inside. Sneaky little bitch. <laughs> so just Trunchbull, like a Virgo. Oh, she is a Virgo. She is me. As a little kid, I was so sassy like that. Like, oh my god. I didn't go inside. I didn't go inside. Technically, I did, I did nothing wrong. Uh, Trunchbull is going to teach the class today. She comes in all. I don't even know a good word for it. Disheveled, I guess. Um, um, discombobulated, just to call Yes, back. there you go. And hey. I'd say she's discombobulated and disheveled. Um, but she decides she's going to teach Miss Honey's class, so they go inside. Miss Honey is talking to Matilda, and she's, like, talking about, oh, I'll put the doll back. Oh, wait, no, then she'll notice. And and Matilda's like, Miss Honey, God damn it, Miss Honey, it's going to be fine. It's hic- I got the hiccups from this fucking, pres- like, this sparkling red one. <laughs> Um, I thought you were she's just, like, like doing the voice of older Matilda, like, God damn it, Miss Honey. <laughs> God damn it, Miss Honey. It's going to be fine. So Miss Honey's like, no, you weren't supposed to do that. And she said, I do it with my powers. And Miss Honey's like, oh, yes, with your powers. So Matilda shows her that she can make the water pitcher rise in the air. And Miss Honey sees and believes her. So Trunchbull comes inside to, quote, teach a lesson to the kids. She puts all the kids up against the wall and then throws a bunch of the dust across the room she says a child came to her house and then that's illegal, which it's not to just ne- go near a house. But okay. A lot of what Trunchbull has been doing is way more illegal than a child. Right. <laughs> the child abuse. Being the out. rampant child abuse. Yeah. Good God. The choky uh, enough alone is like I mean, even I mean, she threw a kid over a fence with her hair, by her hair. It's literally assault. So she pulls out the ribbon and basically accuses Matilda. She said, who does this belong to? Who does this belong to? And then goes, it's yours and looks at Matilda, who has no, all she had to do was have a second red ribbon. But she did not. I mean, it's a kid's movie. Like, I know. I know. I just wish. I remember thinking this when I was little. I was like, damn it, Matilda. So the chalk starts writing on the board and the blinds start flickering. And these kids are reading off of the chalkboard. Oh, it's creepy and great at the same time. It's so like, the kids are reading, Agatha, this is Magnus. Give my little bumblebee her house and her money. Then get out of town. If you don't, I will get you. I will get you like you got me. That is a promise. Like, holy motherfucking Stephen King horror bullshit. What the (laughs) fuck? And you've got, like, 15 kids saying, yeah, like, like, Agatha, 
this is magnet like the way it is in the, mo- <laughs> the way it is in the movie and i'm watching this as an adult and i'm just like holy children of the corn and also they're in first grade they're reading really well miss honey's a great teacher <laughs> yeah like that's the thing is like it's supposed to be kids just like reading and i'm like do they not understand there's one kid with a learning disability in the back like not reading <laughs> <laughs> yeah the one kid who's just like what what's going on <laughs> he's trying his damnedest he just oh. can't quite get to magnus because that's a dumb word it's a person's so, name kylie be respectful i guess that word makes sense i'm trying to think of any all oh, those all are phonetically sound so magnus yeah agatha mag yeah, it's not they're like there's both, a they're silent. All, I'm looking at it right now. They're all phonetically sound. So. Lovely. So erasers then start chasing uh, Miss Trunchbull around the room, and somehow she passes out from it. Dude, she's faking it, and we see she's faking it. I didn't know if she was fully faking the beginning part, but she is. So then... I think at some point you're just like, fine, I give up. Like, I mean, being around kids... I'm remembering my time around kids, and sometimes if there's just an assault. of her, But they were just erasers. They didn't, like, hit her. They did hit her. She was, like, covered in chalk dust. Well, the erasers hit her. The kids didn't hit her. Thank God. Totally different kids, story. Although. It, hap- it happens a little bit. <laughs> continuing. Continue. 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 So the kids start to approach her to see what's going on. She wakes up, and then she grabs a little boy right away. Who she proceeds to throw through the window, but or she's trying to throw him like against the wall or against the window. But Matilda the opens window. the window. Oh Matilda gosh. opens the window and redirects him, so he flies around all happy. Comes back through the window and pushes Trunchbull onto the globe, which Matilda then spins around. Oh man, the the magical powers! Like I'm like baby witch, go baby witch, go baby witch, go. She's saving the entire class. She gets up. Or Trunchbull gets up, and she sees Lavender standing there. Lavender. Which, by the way, naming her Lavender is so cute. I mean, that would be my top five of baby names, like Lavender. That's a cute name. Yeah. So Trunchbull, like, runs at her. Matilda sends Lavender up. And snorts, may I? May I add yeah. the bull Oh, thing. yeah, she's literally a bull. It's she's full force, completely yeah. animalistic at this point. Yeah. So Matilda makes Lavender jump up. And grab onto a pipe that's on the ceiling. Trunchbull runs through the door out into the hallway. More kids start to come out of their classrooms and see that she's on the floor. And then all the kids start throwing food at her. Bruce, who was the chocolate cake boy, literally... Shoves chocolate cake in her face! Just, and he's like, yeah! It's so good. And Which, like, don't they're... waste that chocolate cake, boy. Throw an apple at her. Damn. No, I feel like that's the sort of thing where you're like a literal sweet victory. Oh, V with the dad jokes now. Da- I'm Daddy DeVito now. Da- Daddy DeVito. <laughs> Your name is V. <laughs> oh my God. We're losing it. This is. I took your dad joke and I. You raised me a dad joke. I raised you a dad joke. We are so close to being done. So all the kids join in from all the grades. They're like throwing shit at her, throwing toilet paper at her. Um, and they chase her out of the school. Basically, it is like kid heaven being able to. Oh yeah. Throw shit at your like this is only because it's a kids movie that all these kids get to just like 
chuck shit. Water balloons, apples, cake. Yeah, where'd they get the water balloons? Yeah, that was my question too, but I'm like, it's a kid's movie. This is the scene where all, like, you just gather as many kids as you know and are like, would you like to throw water balloons as an adult? And every kid is like, duh. Water balloons don't break enough. I would throw pee balloons at her. That is cruel. The bitch deserved it. Did you see the chokey? Okay. All right, valid. I retract. So the narrator says the trunch bowl was gone. Hooray! Hooray! So then the lovely last part of the movie wraps everything up with the narrator speaking. They say that Miss Honey moved back into her father's house and Matilda was a frequent visitor. Then the Wormwoods pull up and they try to take Matilda away because the cops are onto them and they're trying to move to Guam. <laughs> okay, so this is a dumb thing IMDb revealed for me. So moving to Guam would do bullshit because Guam is the it's U.S. A territory. US, yeah, it is. <laughs> I guess that was They like would have weird... to go to like Colombia or something. That would work in the 90s. It wasn't that Escobar's time. Yeah, I want to say yes. I would love to see an episode of Narcos where Wormwood sells <laughs> Pablo Escobar a lemon. <laughs> I would love to see that, actually. They're saying that. They're trying to get Matilda. Matilda asked to be adopted. They're like, what are you talking about? She has the adoption papers, which she supposedly printed off out of a book years ago, the first time she could Xerox. She a Virgo. She's definitely a Virgo, and also that's not how adoption works. It's a rural doll book slash no movie. it was perfect i remember being little and being like yes 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 yeah right you're so, just like yes perfect wrap it up in a sweet little red bow just like matilda wears on her head oh nailed it so they sign her over they agree to sign her over honey adopts matilda miss honey became the principal of crunch and hall and it's that the a sweet little touch that they did say is that they had to add an upper school because kids didn't want to leave. That's sweet, though, to think about. They had to add an upper school. Oh, Yeah, that's so sweet. Matilda and Miss Honey both found a family, and they found out that life could be fun. And Matilda supposedly didn't, quote, have to use her powers again. But they show her getting a book off the shelf using them, so. Okay, fun fact. That is Matilda. In the book... She loses her powers because she doesn't need them anymore. That's fair. It's fair and also not how magic works. Well, actually, actually, now that I think about it, that's exactly how magic works. Why the fuck would you practice magic if you don't need something? I mean, it makes life more... Her certain type of magic makes life a lot more convenient i mean bitch i've never like i'm still trying to get the like snap and change my outfit thing to work we've all been trying that since we saw clueless in the 1990s clueless bewitched now wandavision god damn it does wanda do that too yeah oh those bitches it's over now you can finally watch it all nine yes. episodes are available you can get on it so we can yes. cover it for fuck's sake i'm i am butt deep and married at first sight currently but I will get to WandaVision. What? No, not Married at First Sight. I've been watching Marrying Millions. <laughs> I just, the phrase, I am butt deep in Married at I First am butt, Sight. I, am, I, usually, I usually say I'm dick deep, but that seemed a little mean. But we're talking about this beautiful, wholesome kids movie, and then you say- And I'm like, I'm dick deep in 
this lifetime reality TV show. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Do you have anything else to add or shall we wrap up? I am considering fashion reports. Nope. Miss Honey's outfits are woeful. Trench Bowl is not worth mentioning. Mm, Carla's outfit is... Oh, she did have gold press-on nails, which I loved. But that was about it. Who did? Rhea, Carla. Oh. Zinnia. Whatever. So, thank you for listening. Please follow us at Witch Theater with an R-E on Instagram and Facebook. Follow me at The Archivist Witch and follow V at Mystical Millennial on Instagram and Patreon. And Patreon. Um, please let your friends know about us. Uh, DM us if you have any requests. Specifically, I mean, we'll we'll take any requests, but we're really looking for like cutesy witchy movies. Um, otherwise, this might just become a spookum podcast, which is fine. But. I mean, that's fine because next week. We taken a spookum request. I think we're taking a spookum request from my beautiful friend Brittany. Brittany, Brittany told us we need absolutely have to watch Scare Me. So because she loved our Us episodes so much, and she said that if we like Us, we will like this movie. It's apparently on Amazon, a Prime. Yeah. So we're doing that. We're doing that next week. So. Get ready, because that movie came out just last year, so that would actually be a legit spoiler alert warning ahead of time. So Yeah, watch it so that we can all talk about it. Or if you're not into, if you don't have Prime or something and you want to know what's up. We're going to spoil the fuck out of it next week. We will, but we'll also discuss the good parts and the bad parts. You know I'll find some plot holes. That's my specialty. It's very exciting. I just found plot holes in Matilda. That's some sort of resume specialty you got there. And I'm a, that makes me a real dick because I love this fucking movie. Okay, guys, we will talk to you next week. Have a great week and arrest the cops who murdered Breonna Taylor. Arrest the cops who murdered Breonna Taylor. Let's get Derek Chauvin convicted for the murder of George Floyd. Fuck yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Follow. Donate. Let's do this, guys. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>